Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. As we continue through the book of Isaiah, you may notice that yesterday we were in Isaiah 33, and today we're going to be in Isaiah 35, and we're skipping over 34. One of the reasons why simply is that we went through all those chapters on the judgment of the neighbor nations. 35 is the universalization of that, talking about the judgment of, of the world. And this chapter that we're in today talks about the redemption of the world. And it's going to introduce kind of a, a, a coming section of Isaiah, like chapters 40 through 66, which uh, talks about these much bigger, more universal themes that expand beyond the borders of Israel and begin to uh, talk a lot about the Messiah's uh, role for the world. It's, those are going to be the chapters, for instance, where we hear about the suffering servant who um, by whose stripes we are healed, uh, you know, those famous words, those kinds of things. A lot of the stuff that shows up at Easter and Christmas. So we're in chapter 35 of Isaiah, where we read this. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon alive as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God, of our God. With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool, and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beasts. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, uh, one commentary I was reading on this I thought was really interesting, actually more than one, uh, saw this chapter as a, a depiction of a new exodus, uh, where the old exodus was a, a physical exodus from the land of Egypt and the coming to the promised land. This is a, un and for just for Israel, this is a universal um, redemption that comes to the world where God will show up personally and lead the people. This, these are the ransomed of the Lord who get to return uh, to Jerusalem. And in this depiction, when, when God shows up, some of the things that, that are going to happen are, are, are wonderful things. We're going to be redeemed from our enemies. It doesn't specify what those enemies are, but some of the signs of that redemption will be uh, those who are deaf will be able to hear, those who are blind will be able to see, the, the people who were uh, lame will be able to walk. And and I'm, I'm, I'm really struck by how much Jesus leaned into this very image of redemption, redemption, that when Jesus showed up, these were many of the very signs that, that Jesus would uh, 
would 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 do and also point to like for instance when John the Baptist was uh, in prison and was you know uh, beginning to kind of lose heart and Jesus responds by you know those famous words saying that you know tell John that you know the lame walk the blind see the the deaf hear you know to present all these signs that all the things that were promised way back when you know hundreds of years earlier all those things that are pro- have been promised are happening. And he is here to redeem us from our enemies, though at the time they were reading this, surely they thought the enemies that they were going to be redeemed from were things like the Assyrians and later the Babylonians and whatever other uh, kingdoms might come along. But God had in mind something far bigger than that, that the enemies that we were going to be redeemed from were uh, sin and and death itself. So when Jesus comes to redeem us from our enemies, I I think we're very short-sighted. We think our enemies are, you know, the people in that other political party or the people in that other nation or the people who believe this other thing, when really the, the enemy that we face is is us, the, the the sin and that infects us, that affects us individually, affects us as a society, affects us as the human race and, and all the evil that that kind of leads us into and, and in the effects of that sin, which is with just death itself, which no matter how hard we work is an enemy, none of us escape. So in any case, I see here this wonderful poetic um, depiction of the ultimate redemption that Jesus comes to bring and really is the thing that we are crying out for, though we don't necessarily know it in the moment as we face whatever trouble seems to be the flavor of the day. Dave, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage. Well, you know, before I, I pick up, I actually would love to get you to speak about something a little bit more. Um, you know, you and I both have disabled children and uh when, you know, we see in verse five, as you pointed out, when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Uh, and he goes on and you talked about how Jesus picks up a, a version of this in, in Luke four, as he's explaining who he is, right? Hey, it's happening. Um, and yet you and I are both aware that in the kind of the there's, there's sort of a constant theological conversation and different themes enter in, in sort of the, the, the world of the, you know, kind of professional Christians, right? Theologians and pastors and mm-hmm. what have you. And one of the really, uh, the most recent themes among them has been uh, a reconsideration of some of this and saying that, well, hold it, perhaps God created people with these particular disabilities. And that's, that's not something that God's going to fix in creation. It's something that is as God wishes it to be. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested here, I've got a lot of my own thoughts about it, but I'm interested to hear you kind of think about that in light mm-hmm. of what we read here in verses five and six, and then also your own experience. Hmm. Well, I, we're, we're, we're dealing here, I think with more, uh, holy imagination than, than with, uh, you know, dogmatic statements, but, my, my reflection on this is that I, I think that the spirit of um, pushing back against ableism is a good thing. And I think that a lot of people who have disabilities oftentimes do have this experience where they are reduced to their disability. It's like they become their, their label and, and they are more than that. And, and there's also this idea, too, that that disability prevents them from having a full life. And I think anyone who is in Christ is you know, comes to recognize that there is far more to life 
than we first imagined. And a lot of the things that we think are barriers don't ultimately hold us away from experiencing a full life in Christ. Like, like Paul, for instance, even says of slavery, that, that slaves in a way could be, you know, in, in the Roman context, that those slaves, he said, don't despair, you know, even if you can't get your political freedom, you still are free in Christ and you can have a meaningful life. You can do things with meaning. So there is a kind of freedom that they can experience. And so I think like, for instance, in that context, it still would be good to remove their 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 physical and political slavery to give them political freedom. But that should never be more important than their spiritual freedom. So I, I think that would be right in that way. So applying that kind of like to the disability discussion, I think, especially when it comes to severe disabilities, like, you know, my, you know, my daughter who has severe autism, I, I, I hope to God that it's not just people becoming more accepting of that, although that's a good thing, but rather that she would be freed from that. And, and I think, you know, probably the clearest picture, and it's not ultra clear, the clearest picture we get of redemption is Jesus post-resurrection, that he does have a physical body. His physical body has been raised, raised. The tomb is empty. But at the same time, he's able to disappear, pass through walls. Uh, he's no longer limited by the 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 fleshliness of his his physical body so it's something so it's continuous with his physical body but something far more than that it has capabilities beyond those that we have right now and so i would say even our fullness of physical our physical bodies right now uh are disabled in comparison to what the resurrection body would be so i think whatever it is we'll, we'll be satisfied with whatever god does in in redemption um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards the idea that there'll be full restoration and and more than restoration that in redemption will be far more than we were even originally created to be that redemption is even greater than creation that that's where i'm coming from hmm. that's a super thoughtful answer I, <laughs> I i think i i you know I, I agree with everything you said my sense is that god created us to be in community with him and with each other uh and there are certain disabilities that actually get in the way of being able to communicate and you know and, and being able to connect in a deep way. And I think you know we both are, are have people who are precious in our lives who are like that. Uh, and so I, I I really long for God to make it possible for us to for them to actually be able to express who they are and receive others fully. Uh, and so in that sense, I feel like yeah, I want I want those disabilities. I like I, to be healed, you know, not as you say, to just be accommodated, uh, that other people will become more accepting. No, it's not about accepting. It's like, I want them, those people to be released so that we can experience them more fully. Yeah. Um, and, and I think really then the idea is that I, I want all of us to be whatever God created us to be. My wife has now a disability, you know, but is an injury, uh, that has made her limp very significantly. And so we often dream about the fact I mentioned many times she'll be able to run again, you know, that which is this thing she loved to do for so long. She will do it again, kind of as all things are made new, right? Verse six, lame will leap like a deer. Uh, I think, you know, we long for that. And it's it it's funny that nobody ever would say this about the disability, like depression. Like, hey, maybe God just wants you to be depressed. And, and that's actually going to be a beautiful part of the mosaic of heaven. Well, no, I mean, you, verse uh, 10 here, right? Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. That's actually a part of the promise that these things will happen. I have a, a friend who I know is actually uh, pays attention to these devotions and uh, who, who's blind. And of course, I, I embrace him as he is. You know, he's a, a wonderful person. And when all things are made new in the kingdom, I, I can't wait to be able to like see those things 
both of us, be able to see them fully together, see the beauty of what God created. And I think, ah, whatever he missed here, be able to see some of the details. It was fine. This is before God made it all new. It was kind of eh, whatever it was then, right? Like it once it's all made new, then it's going to be seen as it ought to be. That's when I want him to be able to see that and enjoy that forever. Mm. On the other hand, I do recognize, you know, I, I have been curious about the possibility. You know, people look at, at, at Down syndrome as a, a disability. And I, I just kind of go, that's an interesting assumption. You know, I don't know if I'm so quick to jump on that. Uh, you know, as many people know, some somebody in our, our denomination or in our congregation who got um, a, uh, a news that their child would be born with Down syndrome, my response was, "Yeah, your 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 child is is now condemned to a life of joy, right? And and experiencing joy and sharing joy with others, like what a gift! Why do we see this as a disability? But some people would see that as a superpower." right? There's just this warmth and kindness, uh, you know, and I just think, is that one of these things that God will heal? Maybe not. Maybe that's actually just as God wanted them, uh, you know, and this is this gift that they have that, in fact, maybe the other the rest of us need to be healed so that we can have the joy that they do, uh, and so I, I think that it's probably not a black and white thing, uh, mm -hmm. but, but that there is this promise that all will be made new, and I'm looking forward to that in the age to come. I, now, I'm going to love and embrace and serve in, in all the ways we can until that day. But I long for the day that all these things will be made new. And indeed, that he will open the eyes of the blind. He will unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer. And those who cannot speak will sing for joy. I think what a beautiful image. And, and even the ways that I am unable to fully communicate who I am and receive it, that perhaps even I will be healed in some way and and actually be able to experience true community with God and with other people in a way that I can't yet. I, I long for that as well. I, I hope God will heal me of my inability to remember people's names. That's what I really hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me pray for us for this. Yeah. Experience this redemption God has for us. Our good and gracious God, uh, we don't know what the future holds, but we know you and we know you hold the future. Lord, I, I we trust you that whatever waits in store for us will be far more than we can ask, hope, or imagine. We thank you that you love us so much, that you love us even in our broken condition and desire to bring us to far better places where we can fully experience one another and you. Lord, we look forward to that day. May it come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, we're so glad you joined us today. We look forward to opening God's word with you again tomorrow. So hope to see you then.